Where are you going to go for the best in college radio? The University of Central Missouri, of course. Tune in to the UCM radio station, The Beat. Hey everyone, and welcome to UCM The Beat Sports Page. I'm your host, Kren Benedict, and today you'll be visiting with Mules head football coach Josh Lamberson first, and then we'll have an interview with quarterback Cedric Case. Time now for Sports Page. Josh Lamberson started out coaching as head coach at Nebraska Kearney from 2015 to 2017. He then moved on to Albany Christian as head coach, and he has now taken on the head coach position here at UCM. He is serving his first year for the Mules. Coach Lamberson previously worked as the Mules offensive coordinator and recruiting coordinator. But before his coaching career, he was a football player for the Northwest Bearcats, where he was an All-American quarterback. He was named the MVP of the 2005 national title game, and he also led his team to the NCAA Division II National Championship. He ended his career with a record of 25-6 as the Bearcats' starting quarterback. Welcome, Coach. It's great to have you on the show this week. Thanks for having me, Corinne. I appreciate it. Alrighty, Coach. So you've had some pretty great legacy here at UCM as an offensive coordinator, including playoff experience and team records. What does it mean for you to come back again and be head coach? Well, it was such an exciting experience to come back to a special place like UCM and not only um, to be in charge of the Mule football program, but just to be a part of the UCM and Warrensburg community. This was a special place for me and my family. Um, I have two kids, Kaya and Ace, and they were both born here in Warrensburg. My wife got her master's degree uh, here at UCM, and so the opportunity to come back and, and be a part of this uh, very special community was something that we really couldn't turn down, and we were excited to be back. I know a lot of people were excited for you to come back. Well, I think, you know, it's it's one of those things where we have young kids and, and still relatively young, and so we try to get out in the community and, and be a part of not only UCM, but the Warrensburg community. And, uh, you know, the people here have been absolutely fantastic um, welcoming us back and just built a new house, got in it last week. So we were excited that to finally, so exciting. we were excited to finally live in a house and I hadn't <laughs> slept in my own bed since January. So that was something that was, that was really cool for us to, to do. And so, yeah, it's just an exciting time for, for all of us. No, that's awesome. So for your first year here in charge at UCM, is everything as you expected? Well, yeah, I think every year kind of takes a life of its own. And, you know, you, you'd never really know what to expect when you're when you're dealing with 17 to 23-year-olds <laughs> and uh, the population that uh, we get to interact with and serve every day. There's, there's going to be things that, that pop up that you, you, you've never experienced before or, or things that surprise you or kind of catch you off guard. But I think you, the ability to roll with the punches and to improvise, adapt, and overcome is something that we talk about on a daily basis is, um, you know, has presented itself. And so it's just been an exciting time. I think, you know, what I expected or what I didn't expect, I, I, I try not to have those. I, I try to look at each day as a new opportunity and, um, you know, face it like that. And so far it's been, it's been fantastic. So you started the season playing four of the hardest MIAA teams, yeah. making it a tough road for you. Um, what are the, some of the lessons you've been able to learn from those games? Well, I, I think we've got a bunch of fighters in our locker room. Um, you know, it, it has. It was a we were a very young team to start the season. We were going to Pittsburgh State, and uh, I was I remember we were it was the day before we were leaving, and I I asked my team. I said, you know, I was trying to get them fired up to it's Pittsburgh State. They call it the jungle, and 
um, you know, who, who's gone to play in the jungle before? And I had two guys raise their hand. And, oh and one was Tate Raboyne, and he'd played there in a state championship game, so not even for a college football game. And I said, okay, well, who's been on a college road trip before? And I had five guys raise their hand. So, you know, right then, <laughs> and it was a little bit of a reality check that, uh, you know, we were an extremely young, inexperienced football team. And, you know, the one thing that I've gotten from the from the first five games of the season is is we've got guys that want to grow, um, that are fighters. They'll, they're, they're committed to each other. They're committed to the football program uh, and a great group of guys. And so they've continued to get better uh, every week. They face some adversity and, and they've overcome some adversity. So extremely proud of those guys and the character uh, in our locker room. For being such a young team, they've really grown and learned from each game. I don't know if a lot of people realize how young they are. Yeah, and, and uh, quite honestly, I, I probably didn't either until I asked that question. Um, you know, you kind of just take it for granted, especially with the COVID year and, and some of the things that we've had on a roster, just looking at it. And then you kind of dive in a little bit deeper and realize that a lot of these guys had never played before. You know, they've been in the program uh, for three or sometimes even four years, but had never actually played in a game. And so it was one of those eye-opening experiences. You're like, wow, okay. But you're right. I think um, the growth that they've displayed the first five weeks of the season has been really impressive. And I, I expect that to continue as we move on. No, for sure. I mean, you got your first win of the season last week. Congrats. Well, thank you very much. I was, <laughs> I was, I was extremely happy for the guys, uh, just knowing how much work that they've put in and, and what they've invested in, in the program and to see their faces after the game and the way that they celebrated was, uh, you know, that, that's kind of the ultimate gratification for a coach. I mean, for you as a coach and your other coaching staff, I mean, I'm sure it was an amazing feeling. It, it's always better to learn after a victory and a win, uh, for sure. You know, it, it just, the sky's a little bluer and the grass is a little greener and, and everything's just a little bit better. But, you know, I, I think if, if you just take at it, uh, you know, for face value, I think we're we're a team that's young and we're growing, we're continuing to learn um, and have new experiences as we go. And so just uh, really excited to have success at the same time uh, while mat- maturing as a football team. So your team has faced some tough defense so far this season. Um, What are the areas an offense should be focused to improve on their side of the ball? Well, I think just the consistency of execution, uh, specifically in in critical moments of football games. And, And, you know, we talk a lot about third down execution, red zone execution. Those are where games are ultimately won and lost. And I think, um, you know, in those particular moments, I, I don't think we performed very well with the exception of this last game. And consequently, we, we won the last game. And so I think that was just that reinforced the the importance of, of uh, critical moments in football. We call them winning moments in, in football games where, you know, whether it's being able to stay on the field on third down or converting in the tight red zone to, to get touchdowns instead of field goals. I think those are big deals in football games. And our kids are, are learning that. They're going through those experiences a lot of times for the first time um, and gaining valuable experience. So hopefully the next time we, we get put in those situations, we can execute at a really high level. And your quarterback's so young, it's his first year taking on this role, and then your offense as well, so it's just a matter of adjusting and all of them working together. You're exactly right, you know, and, and said I think, is uh, specifically is doing a fantastic job of learning. He's seeing a lot of things for the first time, and obviously uh, his first experience playing in, in college football games, and college moves a lot faster than high school, and said hadn't played for a couple of years, so I think just adjusting to the speed of the game, and then obviously, you know, everybody on offense is learning a new system as well. Um, you know, I came in, and we, we, we were were the same but different. Um, you know, we use some of the same terminology, but for the philosophy and schematics were a little bit different behind, you know, what we were trying to do from on the offensive side of the ball. So those guys are still kind of learning uh, each other and, and what they can do well and what the system requires of them. And so I think they're they're progressing in, in the right way. 
Now on the other side, defense has been pretty consistent, um, played tough. How can they keep that high level of play the rest of the season? Well, I think um, you're, you're exactly right. Specifically our front seven, our defensive line and our linebackers, I think have played really well. Um, and I think our, our back end is getting better and better as, as the weeks go on. And so I think it's kind of the same thing. It's, it's the execution part of the critical moments on football or in football games, trying to get off the field on third down, uh, limiting them to field goal attempts in the red zone. Uh, you know, turnovers are a big deal. Tackles for loss are a big deal. You know, trying to get pressure on the quarterback in passing situations. And so, you know, just trying to see where, where guys fit. You know, we had a lot of new faces in the back end. And so I think it just took a little while for those guys to adjust to each other and, and to the scheme. And so I think, um, you know, moving forward, I think they're doing a really good job, specifically last week. I think you finally saw the defense that they wanted to be. I thought they had a dominating performance um, of everybody just doing their 111th, which ultimately is just their job on every specific play at a, at a really high level, uh, specifically on defense with, with a lot of physicality. I was so happy and proud of the way that those guys played. I feel like your defense and offense have been on two totally different pages. Like one game, offense <laughs> yeah. is there, next defense, and it's like not there. But uh, last game, we saw them both working together, and we both they both showed up. Together. Yeah, you know, and that's something that we talk about on a regular bla- basis is, is it's called complementary football. Um, you know, if the defense gets a turnover, the offense turns that into points. Um, you know, and the same thing, if, if the offense gets a, a touchdown, for example, the defense goes and gets a three and out and gets the ball back to the offense. And, you know, special teams plays a, a big role in that as well. And so we talk about playing all three phases of a football game uh, complementing each other and supporting, encouraging, and loving each other and building off momentum off of each phase. And, and we really hadn't done that, and you're right, until last week. And I think sometimes, um, you know, when you have a young football team and you have guys that haven't played a lot, they're, they're specifically worried about, you know, their piece of the pie and, you know, not necessarily the, the holistic approach to, to everything that goes on in a football program. And I think guys finally felt that last week where, oh, this is what it feels like to, to pick up the offense or the defense and have great special teams play as well. So hopefully we can continue that. And, um, you know, I think our guys will. I feel like despite all your players are still so determined, like during the Northwest uh, storm delay, I remember I was in the locker room with you guys and like the energy in there was insane. Like I feel like that stuff other people can't see, but like this team wants to come play despite all of those past four games. Yeah, you know, and that's that's the great thing about the character in our locker room. And, and I know that's something that I had mentioned before, but our guys are, it's an extremely connected football team. Um, you know, we, we, they work really hard. They've responded to the challenges that we've set out before them. And we knew going into the season that our first four games were going to be tough. Um, you know, I look on paper and you look at the returning starters that those other teams had and the challenges that we were going to face it. We knew it was going to be tough, but our guys just attacked it. And, you know, I, I know we didn't get the wins in the win column that they ultimately wanted, but you know, what I was so proud of is we have a 24 hour rule where, you know, you come in on Sunday after a Saturday game and, and you watch it and you learn from it and then you move on and you flush it. And then you show back up on Monday and you come to meetings and you start the initial game plan uh, of your next week's opponent. And our guys have done a fantastic job of abiding by the 24-hour rule. And and again, this week, they came in on Monday after a win, and they were bound and determined to focus on Emporia State and get going and moving in that direction. So just extremely proud of, of the way that our guys are handling the ups and downs and the roller coasters uh, of, that life is presenting them along with football. I definitely see that 24-hour rule benefiting them. It's it's it, Well, that's a good thing for life. You know, you can't stay too high or you can't stay too low for, for a long period of time. You can't rest on your successes or dwell on your failures. And so that's something that you know, you've, you've got to be able to flush that, move on, and, and uh, look forward to the next task. So you were an All-American quarterback and an academic All-American. Does uh, <laughs> that experience make you more strict as a head coach? 
Hmm. Good question. Um, you probably have to ask my players. I'm not exactly <laughs> sure. I think, you know, we have set standards for things uh, in our program, and and we we challenge our guys to choose excellence in everything that they do. And you know, I, I pushed myself really hard as a as a player, and I held myself to a really high standard. And and um, you know, so I think I have the same expectations for our guys in our football program. And I, and I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. Um, you know, are, are they always the most realistic? No, but then I, you always have to realize that you're dealing with 125, 17 to 23 year olds that are from all different areas of life. And, you know, they, they've come from different socioeconomic backgrounds and um, different places in the country, and they've had different experiences. And so not all of them are the same. Uh, they learn differently. They talk differently. Their perspective is different. And so um, that's, I think, the challenge of being a specifically a head football coach is just kind of learning the dynamic and the culture of the individual players of your football team and molding that into your core values, excuse me, your standards, um, the, the big picture uh, that you have for your football program. That's awesome. So looking in the future, what is your long range plans for the Mules as head coach? Well, you know, ultimately, we want to get to the point where we're competing for conference championships and and national playoff appearances. And then when you're doing that, you know, obviously, you know, national championships are are coming into play. And I think UCM is a place that that you can realistically do that. Um, You know, we're we're not there yet. We have a long way to go as a program. Um, But I think that the the blueprint is there. We've been there before here. Um, If you look at all the other sports, essentially, um, here at UCM in our athletic department, there's been national championships there. And, and, you know, football hasn't been um, able to get that accomplished yet. Uh, But I think ultimately long-term goal, that's that's where we want to go and that's what we want to do. And, you know, I, I think it it doesn't hurt to say that, that that's the big picture vision for, for UCM Mules football is to ultimately win a national championship and um, be at that level uh, year in and year out. You got to start somewhere. Exactly. There, <laughs> you you, you're somewhere. exactly right. Yep. So we've had some really warm weather um, games this year. Are you looking forward to some cooler, more <laughs> football type weather? We were just talking about that <laughs> on the way over here, actually. Yeah. So they, they said it was going to be high of uh, like mid 60s on, on Saturday. So I don't even know what that feels like. It's going to be fantastic uh, <laughs> game weather. And, you know, I, our big guys in particular are kind of looking forward to that. They're they're the ones that really stress when it's hot out there. You know, they're, they're bigger humans anyway. Yeah. And then you put pads on them and everything in between, it gets it gets really uncomfortable. There's some so sweaty, smelly there guys on the sidelines. Yeah, I can't imagine that. I'm kind of I'm kind of numb to it, but I would imagine <laughs> as a sideline reporter, there's some interesting smells that come out of that that uh, sideline. There is indeed. Well, <laughs> um, we're excited to not only watch you the rest of the season, but for your many more years to come as head coach. Um, thank you for coming in and wishing you the best luck. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Corinne. Go Mules. That was Mules head football coach Josh Lamberson. When we come back, we'll be visiting with sophomore Cedric Case. You're listening to Sports Page right here on UCM The Beat. We can stop to make sure someone is okay. Get in the way and disrupt the situation. Codify an authority. Or walk them home safely. We can change the language around rape. We can make campuses safer for our teammates, our friends, and our classmates. We cannot be bystanders. Taking action isn't always easy. But it's on On us us. to intervene. Because we can. Learn more and take the pledge at itsonus.org. Ladies and gentlemen, we have arrived in Philadelphia. Local time is 3.05 p.m. and the temperature is 67 degrees. At this time, you are now free to use your cellular devices. You know that feeling when you get to turn your phone on after the plane lands? 
you can have that feeling every time you drive. Make sure your cell phone is stowed away whenever you are behind the wheel. Visit StopTextStopRex.org, a message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. Welcome back. I'm here with redshirt sophomore Cedric Case, and high school Case was selected first team all-conference, first team all-city and honorable mention, all-state as a sophomore. His junior and senior years, he was first team all-conference and first team all-state. It is Case's first year as the UCM quarterback. Through five games, he has thrown six touchdowns, over 1,000 yards, and he has rushed for 132 yards and scored twice on the ground. Hey, Case, it is great to have you on the show today. Thank you. Um, you've played some pretty tough defense so far this season. What lessons have you taken away from those games? Um, we have played some really good defenses to start the year. Uh, the main thing that I would say is uh, I've learned that we're capable. You know, I feel like in pretty much all those games, we were really close to doing what we wanted to do. Um, just comes back to being able to execute in some critical moments, and I think a few of those games would have uh, looked a little bit different. Um, that being said, you know, they're all a lot of learning experiences, um, and there's something that we can take from every single one of those games. So I think uh, it's just about understanding where we need to improve and then not making those mistakes again. I was talking to Coach earlier, and he said that how young of a team you guys are. So, I mean, that in itself takes a lot of adjusting right. to be able to run the ball. Um, so what are some areas you or the offense can improve the rest of the season? Yeah, kind of how I just mentioned, um, there's some execution just in some critical moments that could really improve. Uh, we know we want to be great on first down to make third downs a little bit easier. Um, early in the season, we we weren't great on third down. So if we can get ahead of the sticks and really put ourselves in position to have, you know, more third and shorts rather than the third and longs, uh, I think that would go a long ways for us because obviously it's a lot easier to be pick up a third and three or a third and two versus a third and eight. Um, also, you know, we talk about scoring in the red zone. Uh, the Carney game is a great example. We we did a lot of the things that we wanted to do. Uh, we controlled the ball. We, we moved it up and down the field and thought we were really efficient for most of the game. Uh, we just, unfortunately, we weren't finishing in the red zone. So that's been a huge uh, area of focus and an area that I think that we can really improve upon. And I think we will improve upon. So, uh, you know, I think it's just those execution and the critical moments. So what are some career goals of you as a quarterback? That's a great question. Um, you know, I don't want to put numbers out there for myself because I don't think that's ultimately what it's about. I don't think it's necessarily about uh, me and the numbers that I can put up. I would say my career goal is more or to win as many games as I can as the quarterback and to lead this place in a better spot than I found it. You know, I want to help build this program and make it a powerhouse that I know it can be. And to help out with this program, you were voted team captain this year. As a redshirt sophomore, um, what does that mean to you? It really means the world just because it, it came from my teammates. Um, you know, to have those guys that are my peers and in the locker room with me give me that vote of confidence and uh, really put their trust into me and um, show that they think of me that way, it really meant the world. And I absolutely love the guys in that locker room. So to be voted team captain, it really meant the world to me. That's one of the, you know, favorite honors I've ever gotten in my football career. So I, I'm really appreciative of it. That's awesome. You're holding a great stand up for captain so um congratulations on your first win uh you played a great game how did it feel to get your win it was awesome um I'm really excited just to get that win for coach Lambeau um I've, I've really loved playing for him and uh you know just to see the work pay off uh for everybody in the locker room um I've been really proud of all the guys because you know even though the season didn't necessarily start how we wanted it to I didn't see anybody relax I didn't see anybody throw the towel in you know Everyone showed up to work each week and put in the same 
level of attention and level of work and for it to finally pay off was a great feeling. So I'm really proud of all the guys. I definitely see the determination still there and the energy is high with you guys despite every game yeah. outcome. Alrighty. So how was it adjusting from high school football to college football? Yeah, I mean, the game is just obviously, you know, it's a lot faster. Everyone's a lot bigger. Um, everyone out there is pretty much the best guy on their high school team. So, uh, you know, the, the game adjusts. But uh, one of my favorite sayings actually is, you know, the game don't change. It's still the same exact game you've been playing your whole life, you know, since you were a little kid. So uh, don't make too much of it. And, you know, you're out here for a reason. Every single one of us is out there for a reason. You know, if we weren't supposed to be here and your coach didn't believe in you, you wouldn't be out there. So um, while the game adjusts, like, yeah, but, you know, you're bigger, faster, stronger than you were too. So so you started out at Texas Tech. What initially brought you to UCM? I was at Texas State, but that's okay. Oh, that is so my bad, guys. No, Texas it's okay. State. <laughs> I was at, uh, yeah, Texas State Bobcats. Um, I started off there. Uh, my offensive coordinator, he got uh, let go after uh, my first year there. And, um, you know, he was the one who mainly recruited me. And uh, without him there, I kind of felt like um, I didn't really have necessarily the same opportunity that I would compete for that spot. And that's okay. I mean, I understand the how the game goes. But uh, he actually used to coach with Coach Soboda back in the day at Nebraska Westland. He, uh, I talked to him about entering the transfer portal. Uh, I ultimately did. And he was a huge uh, guide for me in that process. And he ultimately put me on to Coach Boda and here at UCM. And uh, it's been one of the best choices I've made. I mean, I've absolutely loved being a part of this program. I've met some of my best friends in the world here. And, uh, you know, obviously Coach Boda's left, but Coach Lambos came in. And, man, that's been one of the, the best men I've had the opportunity to learn from, not only on the football field, but just about my life. You know, he's taught me so, so many great things already, and uh, I can't wait to keep learning from him. Well, we're thankful you're here. So, Case, this is the segment of the show where we're going to play rapid fire. Okay. I'm going to ask you questions, and then you're going to answer as fast as you can. Okay. All right. Here we go. Favorite NFL player? Cooper Cup. Go-to hype song? Anything by DMX. Your dream career? I'd be the GM of the Golden State Warriors. Ooh, basketball. Yes. <laughs> uh, what was your favorite college team growing up? I liked the Oklahoma Sooners growing up. Your favorite superhero? Batman. If you could only eat one food the rest of your life, what would it be? Uh, wings. If you weren't a football player, what would you do? Uh, hopefully be playing basketball. And last question. Why is number 10 your football jersey number? I wear it for my mom. That was her basketball number, so I, I wore it for her. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming in today. We appreciate hearing from you, and good luck the rest of the season. Thank you so much. That was redshirt sophomore Cedric Case. When we come back, we will take a look around UCM Athletics. You're listening to Sports Page on UCM The Beat. Hey everybody, Rachel Ray here. Nothing puts a bigger smile on my face than cooking up a big meal for family and friends. But there's not enough room at my table for the 17 million kids in America who are struggling with hunger. These children, that's one out of every five, often have to skip meals because there's just nothing to eat in the kitchen. Yet there's more than enough healthy, nutritious food produced right here in America to feed every last hungry child. If only there was a way to get it to them. That's why the Feeding America nationwide network of food banks collects surplus food to give hope to hungry kids and their families all across our country. But they can't do it without your help. Join me in supporting Feeding America at your local food bank and at feedingamerica.org. Together, we can solve hunger. Together, we're Feeding America. A message from Feeding America and the Ad Council. 
From court to court and lane to lane under the lights or under the sun. No one delivers Division II sports like NCAA.com. The center of D2 is inside the NCAA.com hub. With exclusive highlights of every sport and live broadcasts of every Division II championship found nowhere else. Make NCAA.com yours. The home of Division II college sports. Time now for a look around UCM Athletics. UCM football got their first win of the season this past weekend at home, making them 1-4 as they head to Emporia State. In Emporia, Kansas, at the Francis G. Welch Stadium this Saturday, October 8th, and kickoff is at 1 p.m. Jenny's Volleyball is on the road this weekend. Friday, October 7th at 6 p.m., they will be facing Emporia State in Emporia, Kansas at the White Auditorium. Then they'll be moving on to Topeka, Kansas, Saturday, October 8th, to play against Washburn at the Lee Arena. Jenny's Volleyball currently stands 11-6 and 6-2 in the MIAA. Jenny's Soccer will be playing Friday, October 7th at 7 p.m. here in Warrensburg at the South Recreation Complex. Then Sunday, October 9th, Washburn comes to Warrensburg to face at the South Recreation Complex, which will be a senior day for the Jennies. Freshman Chloe Grubb and sophomore Cindy Beck were voted MIAA Women's Soccer Athletes of the Week for their performance at the pitch during September 26th through October 2nd. Jenny's Cross Country finished their meet in fifth place at the Gans Creek Classic. Mackenzie Bergman, Risper McGee, and Chloe Belgium were three Jenny's top runners who placed in the top 25. Mules Cross Country finished their meet in sixth place at the Gans Creek Classic. The Mules and Jennies cross-country team will meet next Friday, October 7th at the Border War Cross-Country College Championship hosted by Principilla College. Jennies golf next match is October 10th and 11th in Eureka, Missouri at the Fox Run Golf Course. Mules golf until October 10th and 11th when they head to the Missouri Western Fall Invitational. That's all the time we have for now. Thanks for joining us. Sports Page airs every Thursday and Saturday at 6 p.m. Replays of our show can be heard at UCMBeat.com. Just select Shows and click on Sports Page. And while you're at it, give a listen to Sports Talk. Will you hear me and some of my classmates share our thoughts on some of the burning topics in professional, college, and youth sports? You can catch all of it right here on UCM The Beat. I'm Karen Benedict, and this has been Sports Page. Did you know that the University of Central Missouri has been leading innovation for nearly 150 years? With more accreditations and more qualified faculty members, our commitment to academic success is unparalleled. And we make sure every student receives the support they need to graduate on time and with less debt. So whatever opportunity you're looking for, make your impact sooner at UCM. With campuses located in Warrensburg, Lee Summit, and online. Find out more about UCM and the power of opportunity in action at ucmo.edu.